When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe. Some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. I apologize if my voice isn't all there today. I'm doing the best that I can, given that I got COVID for the third time. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Third time. So I apologize that I didn't have any podcasts out earlier. Uh, I didn't have a voice, so I didn't want to waste you guys' time. But um, I'm back to work, you know, and I'm back to reviewing some new information so i came across something that i thought was worthwhile very very interesting stuff um and i wanted to share with you guys so uh we'll get into it just a second um covid real quick you guys had it my third time man first time yeah almost almost kicked the bucket i know i'll be honest almost kicked the bucket second time no big deal walk in the park Third time, coughing a bunch of crap out, man. Like, really nasty-looking stuff. Like, not normal stuff. I'm like, dude, is this virus, like, even real? Like, what the hell is it? What the hell? Like, it, was it, is it natural? That's what I mean. I know it's real. I got it. But, like, is it is it even natural? Because, like, the stuff that's, like, coming out don't even look natural. Um, so, thoughts, feelings... Get off, sucker. These dogs, they always want to jump up on me. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know what to think about it, man. Every time I lose my voice, every time, you know, you get a, get a fever for a while and it goes away. And then, like, you know, you get the coughs and whatever. That's kind of the way it's been. So, uh, if I cough a couple times, I apologize. But, anyway. <clears throat> get the one out of the way. Um, <clears throat> so this story today, very interesting. So I'm watching, you know, Gaia with, um, Randy Kramer and Emery Smith, and they're talking about alien and human tech. That's, that's the episode I'm talking about today is the alien and human tech episode, which is episode, let me see if I can get it for you, episode seven of season seven. So seven to seven, <clears throat> very awesome stuff. Very awesome episode uh he talks randy talks a lot about the tech that he's witnessed being in the secret space program but 
I swear I've seen this entire season before, but I swear every time I watch it, there's new info that pops up that I have never brought up before. And I really wanted to talk about this one. Because it has to do with a civilization that and technology that Randy states is one of the most amazing he's ever witnessed. And this is the Dyson Sphere that one group of aliens actually completed, finalized. He stated this species makes spaceships out of the Dyson Sphere. Now, what's a Dyson Sphere? It's basically an engineered construct that goes around a sun or a star so that in the middle you have an unbelievable amount of energy so the ship uses the star in the middle as the engine power source and can be the source of a power for a directed weapon as well so <coughs> he says you know you got to think about a ship that's bigger than the planet jupiter and can travel untold distances uh, and it can have a directed weapon beam that's powered by a star that could evaporate an entire planet if need be. I mean, it has that much power. So there's only one species he, he knows of that has uh, gotten to that level of technology. And he says their name, it's an interesting name, it's Trogda Bogdians. Trogda Bogdians. He says their planet is called Trogda, and the star is Bogdia. So their planet is Trogda, so they could be called the Trogdians, but he calls them the Trogda Bogdians, maybe as a, as a group. <clears throat> but what's interesting is, he says he's talked to them, he's communicated telepathically, and he says they've ev they're a species that evo has evolved from a tree frog, and they stand about four and a half to five feet tall. Now, <clears throat> what's interesting to me with this is like, you know, the tree frog, you know, is going to develop from the oceans, right? Initially, it's going to be one of the first species that develops out of the oceans and then develops enough leg power to be able to launch around the forest. Maybe jump up into the trees, maybe move around, whatever the case is. And that, so they're going to be a, a, a primary species on a planet initially and then develop later on even further that's what this species has done so <clears throat> that's what i find fascinating right if we follow evolution certain species always evolve right like frogs they're always going to evolve uh reptilians are, are also you know evolved aliens as well on from multiple different planets <clears throat> humans are kind of like that one mystery right it's like you know, we theoretically evolved from primates, but where the hell did the primates come from? They say the primates came from fish that eventually grew legs and grew up onto shore and became primates. And then we developed off of primates. Of course, if you kind of think like I do, we developed out of off of the off of the primate family from, through alien uh, intervention, technological uh forced uh, evolution so we have these tree frogs okay the trogdobogdians and they're four and a half to five feet tall he says that <clears throat> one third of their body though is their head so their head is huge and their eyes are even larger but they need these large eyes to be able to see uh in a dark area 
uh, he says they come from a red star system, so the, the big eyes are there because of the lower light level. He says they're hyper-intelligent, their lifespan is millions of years. That's what blows my mind. Think about that. And we've talked about that uh, in past podcasts, right? We've talked about the fact that these species that can live millions and millions of years would have huge advantages, right? They don't have to keep, you, uh, you know, reincarnating. You know, like we do, we, we, we might have to come back and keep reincarnating to, like, continually evolve. These guys live millions of years. They don't have to, like, keep coming back, keep, you know, redeveloping their uh, their programs. They just can keep keep on keeping on, right? And that's why this story for me has legs, because <laughs> legs, I get it, tree frog reference. No, it has, it has, it has two, two legs to stand on, maybe four. Um, because any species that could live millions of years would be able to progress faster and faster, but as I get on here in just a second, I'll tell you how long it took them to develop this Dyson Sphere. Because think about it. How long would it take to develop a structure that could go around a sun? So just put that in your back pocket for a second. So he said, and this is, Randy says that out of the two most evolved uh, species he's ever met, these guys rank number one, which is interesting to me because when it comes to species, there's species that have developed uh, far beyond the physical physical realm, right? They're into the light realm. So they've ascended, right? So that's what I'm saying is that, you know, there's species out there that are above these guys, you know, physically. But he's saying these guys are the most developed he's ever seen. Maybe he's talking about physically uh, with their technology. So <coughs> these guys take the sun wherever they go. It's in the middle the entire time. So why would one want to develop this? It's so big, right? So hard. Uh, take forever. You know, to develop an F-22 Raptor takes a while. To develop something that would be stable enough to go around an entire sun, you have to expect there might be some failure along the way. It's got to be. At some point, right? <coughs> so, if that's true, then it's going to take longer. You need more and more time. So Randy states that they wanted to conduct large explorations throughout space from galaxy to galaxy to galaxy. What does that sound like? Sounds like Stargate uh, SGU, Stargate Universe, where they had this ship called the Destiny, and its entire mission was to continually plot out and, and go through star systems to find... Basically, it was trying to find the pattern in the background radiation of the universe. In the, in the series, some thought that that meant God. Some people thought that meant just the system itself, the matrix, or whatever the case is. But nonetheless, this ship had the power 
and was powered by the stars themselves. So every time it got near a solar system, it would power up in the sun. It would go through the sun, power up, and take off. It didn't have a sun within it like this Dyson Sphere ship did with the Tridobodians, but it was powered. They wanted a ship that was completely self-contained. Everything that they could ever possibly require would be on this ship, these Tridobodians. And he said that there's some big, nasty species out there that if they ran into them they wanted to have big firepower just in case they ran into them which makes sense to me you know a planet-sized destroyer or something like that and he said when he communicated with them they did run into some of these things so they wanted to have that firepower ready waiting and available <coughs> what's also interesting is that um, since having this power you know, it gives it gives them infinite capabilities. They can go down to a planet. They can review it. They can see it from far distances with uh, different technologies. So the possibilities are really limitless when you have a limitless power source. Uh, he says, Randy says that these Trogdavagians were not hostile, not threatening. They just wanted the biggest ship to travel the farthest distances. Uh, that could take the longest amount of time. And to be completely prepared and be able to defend themselves against anything that would be put, you know, put in their way. Um, they wanted to go into space with the highest probability of success and reduce the amount of failure. <coughs> so what? You know, get the biggest engine you can get, get the, the, the strongest power source, um, and, and roll out, man, you know, and roll out. But how long would this take? Well, Randy states that he uh, he talked with these species uh, psionically, telepathically, and he said that they showed him piece, pieces of this puzzle <laughs> to create the Dyson Sphere. Um, and he said that, you know, piece by piece, they showed him how they put it together and how long it took, and he's like, wow. Uh, you know, that, the sheer amount of time to, to ship out the materials off-planet and ship people on and off and construct and create, <coughs> develop, you know, it must have took forever. <clears throat> and they told them how long it took. They said it took 186,000 of our years. But the way that they said it wasn't like that. It was, I mean, that's surprising to me, right? That's surprising to me as a human. For them, it was like a blink of an eye. They said, bah, it just took 186,000 years. Basically 200,000 years of our time. As though it was nothing. As though it was like a blink of an eye. He said, you know, <clears throat> Randy to himself, he said, the thought that a species could be that determined for that long of a time to develop that piece of material is mind-blowing because think about it i mean think about our own our own species right <clears throat> we can't even keep our our species on track to complete one you know one humongous uh ship for for any length of time we have these different um, groups of species that live for a while and have great 
great dynasties, but then they fall, right? The fall of Rome, fall of the Aztecs, fall of the Mesopotamians, Romanians. I mean, the list goes on, on and on and on, right? In China, many, many emperors have come and gone. Um, dynasties. Destroyed, right? Because every time a new, a new uh, culture comes in, they, they would destroy the previous culture because they didn't want it to inhibit their progress and and have people follow their that that culture they wanted people to follow their culture fascinating stuff um so that was really mind-blowing for randy and i told i totally agree uh for us to focus on something like that would take forever and i said you know our species couldn't create a ship we have created ships but what i'm saying is like you know it, it, in the in the many thousands of years we've been around we haven't you know, we've just gotten to where we're at. We should have been, you know, creating things, you know, a long time ago. But because we've had so many destructive species over time, and humans, uh, human rulers over time, destroy each other, it's set us back so many years, right? I mean, and if you're like saying, oh, come on, what are you, what are you talking about? We, we've hit, we haven't had this kind of technology. Really? Really? Is that true? Okay. All you got to ask yourself is, what happened to all of Tesla's research? Oh, yeah, that's right. The government came in and took it and destroyed it. All that free energy stuff he was working on? Yep. Nobody needs that. So they got rid of it. So, anyway, going back to the story. Randy talks about the fact that this ship can move on the X, Y, and Z axis, axis, but it can fold space onto itself, not even like a wormhole. He said the fact that it has the power of the sun, its sun, not our sun, obviously, that when it wants to go somewhere, it's almost like it's an instantaneous movement. They just have to think about where they want to go, and it's in that spot. Um, that's that's mind-blowing to me. You know, I mean, it makes me think about, like, some of these DC, not DC, Marvel character, like the uh, uh, Ego, the Living Planet. This character that was a living planet that could make his own decisions, that could figure things out, and it was a planet. And it could change its surface and, and ecosystem to to its own needs. It could make it so that um, it could be cloudy one day if needed. It could push out rain if needed. It could hide itself. I mean, it could do all these things. It was a planet, though. That's what's, like, mind-blowing to me. And it could move, maneuver around and go throughout the galaxy. But that's kind of what this thing really is, you know. A lot of people might kind of make the comparison to the Death Star. Death Star is super powerful. Looks like a moon. But it's a space station. And a space weapon. And it has the capability to destroy planets, right? So, like, that's how powerful the Death Star is. Unfortunately, it could meet its demise... From little ships, right? But it was insanely powerful. As all the destroyers and, you know, other ships were in the Empire. But, 
When it comes to this ship that the Trogdobogdians had, it took them 186,000 years to develop. Just think about that for a second. 186,000 years. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that long. Like, if you think about the dinosaurs, they were here 52 million years ago. So that's just a, not even a 1% fraction of that. Right? So, that's, that's like what's mind-blowing. So, like, they were able, I don't know if it took them, you know, like with the way Randy phrases it, you know, I don't know if it took the development portion, 186,000 years, or the physical creation of it, you know, after they did the research, the physical creation of it, 186,000 years. But either way, nonetheless, it's a relatively short time span. Now, once you create this thing, what happens? I mean, can it ever be destroyed? Like, you have the power of a sun. The sun will eventually die and give out, but you have a power of the sun. So you could create shields that would be so powerful you would never run out of energy. Right? If they're, you know, ethereal shields, if they're not like, you know, we're not talking about physical shields, we're talking about like, you know, <clears throat> some sort of like vapor shield. <coughs> uh or or, you know, a barrier. Um but the metal, the metal on this thing, right, <clears throat> would have to have such a high melting point if it was a sphere created out of metal. He didn't say it was made out of metal, though. <coughs> Could it have been made out of something else? <coughs> Could it have been made out of a plasma or something like that? I don't think so, because they had to live on this thing, right? You can't just, like, live in plasma. I mean, not that I'm aware of, anyway. Who knows? We don't know. So, you know, it really, really boggles the mind. There's so many questions at play here that I really don't know. But I, I do know that it's a fascinating story. Um, and one that I want to keep, keep you know, doing some research on and find out more. But I wanted to share it with you guys. I wanted to see what you thought. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, you know, what has this species seen? You know, what have they... What have they come across in their explorations? You know, what's their goal? What's their what's their end game? Do they ever want to go back home, or do they just want to, you know, search out space? Because they can literally do it until they run out of energy. If they brought with them a forest, if they brought with them basically a planet, then. They can, they could theoretically live forever on this thing. So, very interesting stuff, man. Very interesting stuff indeed. Um, if it was me, who wouldn't want to live amongst the stars and go search around and basically be, you know, Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock out there investigating? You'd be the only ones, you know, that could, like, do it for forever. Uh, so, yeah.
I found that fascinating. Anyway, I'm going to stop there. And then I got one more uh, item to share with you before I go and uh, run out of energy. <laughs> I don't think I'll run out of energy. I'll probably run out of voice more than anything. So I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Staying healthy, staying positive. Um, taking care of your, your, you know, your physical dreams, uh, your mental dreams, you know, um, taking care of those that you love. Um, it's important, you know, like you never know, you never know how many spins around this sun we got. So to all of you, take care of yourselves. Love you. Thanks for listening. Um, Tune in to the next one. It's going to be a good one. It's kind of weird, kind of interesting, kind of questionable. But I think it'll be interesting. So, until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.